Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back in. Issel and Louie, second hour of the show here on a Thursday, presented, of course, by our friends at Delta Dental and DeltaDentalKY.com. Uh, we're happy to bring in our friend Jay Davis from Cranes, Detroit, uh, at Davis underscore 1981 on Twitter. You can go learn about sneakers at that Twitter page. Jay, how are you today? <laughs> Good guy. How you doing? We're good. I asked the question to Ben Roberts, who was on before you, like he always is on Thursdays. What was more surprising last night, that a Jeff Capel coach team went in and beat uh, uh, a Final Four team from last year in North Carolina, or that Kenny Payne won that game? Well, you know, based on how the year's gone, it's got to be Louisville, right? You know, that was – I mean, you had to think that they wouldn't go 0-20 in the ACC and, you know, just have what's – essentially been a year from hell for that program but you know that's I still think that's the most surprising surprising thing the Pitt thing you know Pitt's like a game and a half ahead of North Carolina and the standards in the ACC yeah. so that wasn't that much of a surprise that's wild man it's it's interesting to watch these guys who you know in the portal era here we're seeing it at you know at a Kansas State we're seeing it you know obviously at a place like Pitt Clemson's doing the same thing where you know there's just kind of not where we're expecting great ball, and then a Jerome Tang shows up. Have you been impressed with him? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the just thinking about that, the top of the ACC looks like it's it's fall, and you know, not basketball season, which like Clemson, <laughs> Virginia, yeah. what Pitt and NC State are the top four teams in the conference, and then yeah, Jerome Tang's done a done a great job. You know, just coming into that particular program with you know not a lot of history and. You know, I know they lost to Kansas a couple of days ago, but, you know, having that team ranked top ten a lot of the year, and, you know, he's doing a great job. What what conference, in your estimation, is playing the best basketball? Could it come down to that, the national champion becomes not from one of the Blue Bloods or one of the big names, but comes out of a particular conference? I think, you know, right now you, I would have to say the Big 12's, you know, playing the best out of anybody. If you look at, I mean, this is a time of year where, you know, looking at the standings a couple times a week, you go through and you pick how many teams are going to make a tournament. And it looks like, you know, at least at, right now, eight of the ten teams in the Big 12 is going to make the tournament. They have six or seven teams that are ranked. Um, you know, Texas is tough. TCU's playing really well. Kansas is Kansas. Baylor even though they're around 500 in the league, is still a threat to go deep into the tournament. And then, we, you know, we already talked about Jerome Tang and Kansas State. I would, I would probably say, you know, 
a team from the at this point a team I would pick a team from the Big Twelve to win the championship. Kansas is what tied for second in the league. I would probably pick Kansas to win the national championship right now just because of you know kind of that mix of youth and experience that they have. Um, you know, you guys were talking about uh, Purdue a little bit earlier today, and for the last week or so, I, I keep saying to myself, I want Purdue versus Carolina or Kentucky in the second round just to. You know, to see how they take that, you know, with, you know, Carolina's guards who have been kind of up and down this year, but their guards have the potential to be really good. You know, same thing with Kentucky. And just watching Oscar and Zach Eady go at it for 35, 40 minutes would would be interesting. I I still don't believe in Purdue. You know, they haven't been – I think the last time they went to the the Final Four, I think Joe Barry Carroll was on the team. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm dating myself. But, you know, I mean, what was it, 2019 – that uh, that crazy game against Virginia that they lost in the Elite Eight was their best chance. But like I said, I, I still don't believe in Purdue as a tournament team. Wow. Wow. I, I, I just said, just to show you, Jay, and I'm sure you're well aware of this, you know more about this than I do, but I, I, was, I was shocked when I heard last night when Florida beat Tennessee. Tennessee was the 10th number two rated team in the country to get beat. Doesn't, I mean, that's just phenomenal. Yeah, you know, that's, that's that's a crazy stat, but, you know, it kind of just shows you how hard it is to win on the road in, you know, college basketball. That's why I was so impressed with, you know, Kansas going into Kentucky, what, like almost two weeks ago now, and or was that last Saturday? I don't remember the Big 12 SEC Challenge. You know, them going in there and winning that game, you know, Kentucky was, you know, kind of getting his swagger back. Kansas had lost three games in a row. You know, I think Kentucky was favored by three. would have been easier. You know, pick Kentucky because, like I said, you know it's it's hard winning on the road in college, especially in conference play. But you know, Kansas went in there and you know got that win. But yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I was a little bit shocked by Tennessee losing because they've been playing really well. But you know, just like I said, you know, it's in conference play is really really tough to win on the road. Jay Davis with us um, uh, from Cranes Detroit at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. Uh, we have this debate a little bit around here with with Kenny Payne, and you, you, we talked about Jerome Tang and and, uh, and and the different coaches, Tommy Lloyd at Arizona last year, who have gone in very first year and turned programs around with what are seemingly new rosters. Here at Louisville, with 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 Payne from the outside, because you are very much outside of the bubble here, it's a it's a fire him or he does, you can't really lay any blame on him kind of conversation down here. Uh, we try to get in the middle of of those two extreme positions. But I mean, what, what would you be thinking if, if, you know, I don't know, Mateen Cleaves had come back and he was coaching the team and they were three and 19 at Michigan state. Well, you know, you, there's a lot of factors that come into play, you know, with recruiting and, you know, staff attrition and, you know, just the, I, I, I can't really say the schedule because, you know, <laughs> Louisville lost their first game to Bellarmine, you know, they lost to Wright state app state, you know, that was their, first three games they lost but I don't know it's it's just hard you know you have to in a way you know you have to give these guys some time just from a you know continuity standpoint you don't want to be you don't want to have turnover at that position every year so I mean I guess at this point for Louisville if I was an alum you know a booster fan whatever I'm looking at next year they have to at least finish 500 in the league you know before anything else just you know, you know, prove your prove your worth in the ACC, 
and you know give yourself a chance to make the tournament. You know, usually when you finish 500 in a power, you know, in a in a high major, you you have a good chance to get into the tournament. So you know, next year I think that's you know that's what what the goal should be. And you know, after that, you know, then you then you have to ask some questions. But I mean, you know, I know people don't like giving mulligans. You know, there's a lot of money involved and. You know, people's emotions come into play, but yeah, you know, I, like I'm looking at the year that they've had. You know, just uh, just how bad they've been. That this has to be, you know, some kind of aberration or outlier, and I don't, I don't, I don't think this can happen again. <laughs> Jay, let, let's uh, switch gears a little bit to the uh, NFL. It looks like the uh, coaching situations are are starting to uh, shake up. Who's done the best best job? D'Amico going to Houston, Sean Payton going to Denver. Who who's done the best job in hiring their head coach this year? You know, the Sean Payton thing is interesting. You know, you you would think that based on how much he's talked, how he's talked about that, he had six Super Bowls and Bill Belichick's the only one who had one. Um, you know, that one Super Bowl now was like thirteen seasons ago. Um, you know. I know it's, it's weird in the NFL, but since that Super Bowl, he's under 500 in the playoffs. Um, you know, I know Drew Brees is getting older. There was a stretch of three years in a row where New Orleans didn't make the playoffs. I think he'll be good for them. If I personally, if I were him, I would have held out for that Sandy for that excuse me, not San Diego the Chargers job. Just yep. having you know Justin Herbert being so much younger and at this point more talented than Russell Wilson is. But I mean, I'm sure you know. Cole, NFL salary coach salaries are held tightly to the vest. You know, we there's websites where we can find all the player salaries, but we can't find coach salaries. And you know, when you think about it, or a lot of people don't know, coaches make a lot more money than you think they do. I think Sean Payton is going to make more than twenty million dollars a year. Bill yeah. Belichick's making something like you know seven, seventeen, eighteen. So, you know, based on what Denver had to do to get him, you know, with giving up draft picks and you know the salary that they're going to pay him in addition to paying, you know what they paid Nathaniel Hackett to go home, I hope they, you know, I hope they get their money's worth. I'm not sure if, if I, I think if I was D'Amico Ryan, just knowing what kind of disaster that organization in Houston is, I would, I think I might have just stayed in San Francisco as defensive coordinator for one <laughs> another year before some more jobs came up. But, you know, to be fair, you know, as a, as a, you know, black coordinator, these, you don't get, jo- you don't get off of these jobs that often. So, you know, well, there's only 32 of them, right? Yeah, and I, you know he played six years there as a team that drafted him. You know he has a history there. That could be one of those things where he, where he sees it and believes he can turn it around. But you know that they're, they're picking high in the draft. They have to hit on all of their picks to even you know be a little bit more competitive than they were this year. So I don't know. I just hope he knows what he's getting into taking that job in Houston. Uh, you know, I agree with you. The the Peyton thing is really interesting. Now, a lot of people have said, well, the, you know, it's Walmart money. They, 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 they've got all the money. But the salary cap, Jay, is still the salary cap. And draft right. choices and it's, are it's going still up like $20 million. But, you know. Yeah. But and draft choices are still draft choices. And for what they gave uh, for a Russell Wilson. In terms of not only draft picks and players to get him, but then the salary, the the extension that they signed him to, if he can't fix Russell Wilson, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a long couple of years in Denver, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you talk about you know the salary cap and draft picks. The way the NFL is now, you know, it's 
most of the rosters are comprised of guys, you know, on their first deal or, you know, on fringe second contracts. You know, when a lot of times when you, you get drafted as like a sixth or seventh round pick, you're just hoping to make the practice squad to play special teams. Now those guys in their first year are, you know, playing hundreds of snaps in the, over the course of the season. So, you know, just that the lack of options that they have and the lack of flexibility they have in terms of salary and, you know, you know, roster moves that they're able to make is going to kind of hamstring them. So, you know, they, they that team is talented around Russell Wilson, you know, skilled guys, the defense. Um, their offensive line needs some work, but Denver's got the guy. That's a, that's a team that's a quarterback away. And, you know, last year everybody thought that quarterback was going to be Russell Wilson, and it wasn't the first year. So, you know, now it's up to Sean Payton to try to, quote, unquote, fix him. All right. Uh, Jay Davis with us in his normal spot here on Thursday. Here on Isla and Louie, uh, 680 taking you up until noon. We are out at Martini Italian Bistro in the paddock shop. So come have lunch with us. They just opened. And so come on out and uh, try the Ben Roberts pizza special, apparently. Um, <laughs> Jay, I'm going to ask you about dodo birds and woolly mammoths later. So be ready for that. Uh, for now, however. Okay. However, um, NBA, just looking at this and, and you know, we're, we're, we're having a, you know, Dan and I have talked about this ad nauseum, just the how spread out the talent is in the league. The NBA, almost more than any other league in sports, maybe outside of early hockey, early baseball, has really relied on the Celtics, the Lakers, you know, the, the Bulls in their in their heyday to be great teams and to really carry the league. Are are you more excited when you get a John Moran in Memphis and a Luka in Dallas and a you know a Jokic in Denver? Is that better for the league, or do they really need? The Lakers to be great. The Celtics, obviously, the Celtics are doing it. They're fine. They're good. But you know, do they need those those coastal teams, the big guys, uh, to be great? I don't think that's necessarily true. Because all right, let's use the Celtics as an example. Before they, so they got the one championship in two thousand eight, which I think they get that group gets more credit for winning one championship than any group I've ever seen. <laughs> that was that was that was twenty one years in between titles for Boston. Um, you know, they get to the finals. Last year, that was, you know, 13 years since the last time they went to the finals. Before that championship in 2020, I think the Lakers had missed the playoffs six years in a row. So there are these stretches where the Lakers sell. I mean, look at look at the Knicks. You know, they're the, the number one media market in the world. They haven't. This is this is the 50th anniversary of their last championship. So, you know, I don't necessarily market doesn't matter anymore. You know, you had Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City for nine years. Um, you know, I know Chicago's a big market now, but I'm not sure what it was in 1984 when Michael Jordan got drafted. The best player in the league, to me, plays in Milwaukee. Then you have Jokic in Denver. Um, you know, Giant Memphis, like you said, the most exciting player in the league. You know, I think, you know, I, I don't necessarily think you, you need those coastal teams or, you know, big market teams to be great. You know, like, I mean, look at Philly. Philly's last title is... You know, this is the 40th anniversary of their last championship, and that's a that's a top five market. So, market, I don't think market size matters anymore. I think it's all about the guy. You know, people people have to make a connection with the guy, uh, you know, on the team that they're on. So, you know, I, I think it's good that the talent's so spread out. That's why I think there's going to be expansion in a couple of years because there's mm. there's enough you know there's enough great players you know to to you know to add what basically 30 more roster spots. Yeah, it's interesting because the NFL is always going to play with it. It doesn't matter where the great team is; they can play in rural Wisconsin, right? Or in, uh, or if it's a great team in, you know, in, in Miami or Buffalo or whatever, people glom onto them for sure. You know, right now that Kansas City's great. No one goes, you know, I, I, you know, I like Mahomes, but you know, he plays in Missouri. 
Like, right. No one says yeah. that. That never happens. So it's, it's an interesting shift for, for the NBA. Jay Davis with us in his normal spot. Um, you know, if you, if you had to vote MVP right now, where would you vote? Uh, I, it's, it's hard. You know, you, you have to go based on the guys who are out there. And um, I think last Saturday, Joel Embiid was trying to make a point with how he played against Denver. He absolutely dominated that game. Philly was down. He brought him back. Um, you know, it's probably going to be Embiid and Jokic again. I think it's two years in a row that they finished 1-2. And if it's close enough, you know, Philly's, what, three games out of first in the East. Denver has a three-game lead in the West. If it, if just, if they're close enough in the standings, I think that game, you know, I know it's, you know, that was late January, but that game could come up in a lot of voters' minds just to see, you know, talk about head-to-head matchup. And I think that could kind of push Joel Embiid over the top. He's, you know, like I said, he finished he finished second the last couple of years. He's kind of proven that he's more durable than people thought, even though he does miss a game here and there. But I think I think this is his time. I don't think Philly's going to go that far, go that deep into the playoffs. But this is a regular season award, and I think it's his time. Here in the next three or four games, uh, uh, LeBron will become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. How how big a story is that in your mind, Jay? Oh, I, I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal. You know, he's one of the five best players of all time. He's going to pass another one of the best, you know, three players of all time in Kareem. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you know you you didn't think that uh, anybody would play long enough, be that pro- productive long enough to uh, you know to pass to to, to pass Kareem in, in all time scoring. But you know, he's done it. LeBron's great. Like I said. Um, they're not going to win a championship. So as much as he says he wasn't focused on that, I know this is something that he's probably been focused on for, for you know, much of the season. They're playing a little bit better now. You know, they're a couple games out of the play-in. Uh, I think they'll eventually get into the play-in, and if they get one of those last two playoff spots, they're going to scare the hell out of whoever finished first or second in the West. But, yeah, you know, this it's a big deal. It's, you know, it's one of those records that I never thought would get broken. But, you know, 20 years is, like I said, is a long time to be productive. You know, he's averaging close to 30 a game. He's been in that team on his back, you know, Anthony Davis being in and out of the lineup. So it's something that he should be proud of. Um, Kareem's already said, you know, essentially congratulations on breaking the record. And, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that's going to add to his legacy is having the most uh, the most productive career of anybody who's ever played in the league. All right, so if the top five is some kind of combination of Boston, Philly, Denver, Milwaukee, and Memphis, who's the team outside of that top five that is the biggest threat in the playoffs? Is it is it Cleveland? Is it it's Brooklyn? Brooklyn is it? Ke- it, it, okay. It's Brooklyn when Kevin Durant comes back. Okay. There- I would say, you know, I would, to elaborate on that a little bit, you know, last year when he went out, they lost 11 games in a row. They fell from first to outside of the play-in, and he had to bring them – you know, when he came back, he had to drag him back just to get him in the play and, you know, to be in a position to lose in the first round to Boston. They're kind of holding their water. That loss to the Pistons last week was pretty bad. They're 4-6 in their last 10. I think, you know, he's missed 10 or 11 games. So, you know, them being able to kind of tread water without him means a lot. And, you know, I think once he comes back, they're going to make a push. And, you know, nobody's going to want to see them because I think – when he's healthy, you know, him and Giannis are 1A, 1B best players in the world to me. Can the Suns get it going? No. 
Yeah, Devin Booker will be back on Tuesday. Um, since Chris Paul came back, they won like six out of eight. They, I don't know. That was a bad loss to the Hawks last night. They let, yeah. let the Hawks go in there and beat them by, well, it was 32. But, you know, they're <laughs> six and four in their last ten. You know, they fell off a cliff without Booker and Paul, and now they're right now they're eighth in the West. But, when, yeah, when I, I would put Phoenix in the same position that I have Brooklyn in. When Devin Booker comes back, they're going to make a run. You know, they're not they're, – they're nine games out of first, but – you know, if they get, they're in a position to get one of those top four spots. They're eighth. The Clippers are fourth, and they're only a game and a half behind the Clippers. So the standings are so you know jumbled that you know a bad week could change everything. Like Minnesota yesterday, before they beat the Warriors, were eighth, and now and now they're sixth. Yeah, I I, I will say this, Jay. If if Denver finishes in the in the top spot, and they have the home court advantage in every playoff series in the Western Conference, they're going to be real hard to beat. Yeah, that you know, that crowd there, the altitude, um, I still don't, I don't like their depth. I don't know why, like, what are you hearing locally as to why, like, because I thought Bones Highland, I almost, I would pick him, I would have picked him to win sixth man of the year at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season, and now he doesn't even get any, get any playing time, so... You know, I know he said he's open for a trade to get a bigger role, but, you know, what's going – like, why is he falling out of favor with Mike Malone? Well, he he's really struggled shooting. Last year when he came in, you know, you could almost count on him hitting three or four three-pointers coming off the bench, and he's really struggling with his shooting. I mean, he's had games where he's been three for 14 and, and things like that, so – you know, it, 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 yeah, he might have a bigger role someplace else, but he, he better start making some shots or he's going to have no role in the NBA. Yeah, you know, like you said, you know, like I said, you know, the home court, the altitude, having, you know, probably the best player on the court, you know, every night with Jokic. But I'm I'm just interested to see. I know, you know, they have Contavious Caldwell Pope. He's a good perimeter defender. Aaron Gordon's, I think, a really underrated defender. But I'm just I'm kind of worried about them just a little bit getting stops in tight games, you know, just from a standpoint of you know things change in the playoffs. You know, they're not going to be in these one three one twenty two games. You know, in the playoffs, you know, it'll be like ninety nine ninety five, and they have to get a stop. And you know, better coaching in the playoffs. You know, you find out more about teams, especially with the you know even the first round being seven games instead of five. You know, there's room for there's a little bit of room for error there. But you know, I. I just, I'm just not convinced that, you know, that they can make it through those three rounds and get to the finals. If I, if I if right now, if I was picking, I don't know who I would pick coming out of the West. The East is still Boston or Milwaukee for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we've done enough sports talk with Jay Davis at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one. Yesterday we discussed a group that is trying to recreate the dodo bird out of fossilized remains and people wanting to put half a million woolly mammoths in the Arctic. I am vehemently opposed to both. Where does Jay Davis fall on this controversial issue? Yeah, I don't. I don't like this stuff. It's, it's scary, you know. Because <laughs> Amen. What's, Amen. What's the extent that you know that these groups are willing to take this? Is this just like you know, kind of the start to where they are, you know, trying to do gene editing to, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe eventually like bring back people from the dead. You know, like I, I just don't know where where what's what the end game of all of this is. Hey, but listen to this. We could we could clone a Jay Davis and have him right in the studio with us instead of having to talk to him on the phone. That you know that'd be good. I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
actually uh, <laughs> I'm actually working on. I don't know, you know, what you guys' schedule is, but I'm actually trying to find some time to do that if you know if, if that's okay or if you guys are open to it to try to get down there for. Well, obviously, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely, we got space for everybody. Bring, bring the girls; it'll be great. All right, man. Well, he's yeah, Jay Davis yeah, at so. Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one. Um, anything else that Jay Davis needs to get off his chest? Um, anything we didn't bring up that you would have brought up today? What would you have led a national sports talk radio show with today? A national show? Uh, did you guys talk about Tom Brady at all? We did that. We yesterday. did that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll, you know, go ahead. What are your Brady thoughts? Well, you know, his his career is interesting. You know, he. He developed into, you know, the best quarterback of all time. But a lot of people don't understand that, you know, those early Super Bowls that was an all-time defense and, you know, him making plays to get in position to kick game-winning field goals. But his prime, I would say, was like 2007 to 2013, 2014. And it's interesting thinking about where he is right now and, like, the pantheon of great players that, his best years, his most productive years, when he was at his peak athletically, physically at the top of his games, that they didn't win one Super Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, no, oh, an interesting career. And do you believe him this time? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. Oh, yeah. There's no, there's no reason for for him to, you know, back out of that again, unless unless I guess San Francisco calls him and tells him they want him they want him for a year. See that that's that's that where I went. That's yeah. where I went yesterday, Jay. I was surprised if that was real discussion. Why would he not? I mean, he threw more passes this year than he had in the history of his career because they had no mm-hmm. running back. Uh, uh, why, it, if he came back for this past year in Tampa Bay, why would he not want to go with all of those weapons? That great defense. Why would he not want to go? to San Francisco for a year. Well, to be fair, you know, everybody like San Francisco's roster is good. Their defensive line, um, their linebackers, their skill guys. Outside of Trent Williams, their offensive line isn't great either. You know, I think that's why they run out they they run a lot of the stuff they do, the quick stuff. You know, they they open up holes for Christian McCaffrey, but a lot of that is scheme and not offensive line. So, you know, he looked at that and said you know, because when he went to Tampa, that team was back too, but their offensive line was really good. And this year, I think they were down three offensive linemen before the start of the season. So, I don't, I don't necessarily know where he would go. You know, where he would have that offensive line to keep him upright. All right. Well, he's Jay Davis at Jay Davis underscore nineteen eighty one on Twitter. Go find his stuff at Cranes Detroit as well. Jay, we appreciate you hanging out, man. All right. Thanks for your time, guys. Thanks, Jay. Week. All right. Thanks. We'll get him on next week. Old Jay Davis. All there right. you go. Had him on randomly one time, said, hey, I, th- I think you should meet my friend Jay, and now we can't get rid of him. How about that? <laughs> he, uh, and I've said this before, I mean, I don't know how much time he spends on this, but, I mean, he knows everything. It's still uh, he, he knows, I mean, you know, he... No, he's he's special. Hey, a reminder that this hour of the show is brought to you by our friends at Delta Dental of Kentucky. When you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at one 800 or you can visit them online at ky.deltadental.com.
Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rebeau on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome back. We're at Martini Bistro in the paddock shops. Going to have some lunch here as soon as we get off the oh, yeah. air. That'll be worth the trip out here, huh, I'm Luke? legitimately hungry now, yeah. <laughs> the smell of the food starting to come out of it. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. Oh, but first I want to tell you about my friends at Barino's Pizza. There are 14 area locations in Kentuckyana. Great food, great drinks, great people. Stop in the original Barino's at Bowman Field. Say hi to our buddy there, Rob Moody. If you want some mustard on your pizza, tell them I said it was okay to share mine with you. Carry out delivery or dine in. Yeah, it's that good bare-nosed pizza. All right, so Mark Ennis has made an appearance. Mark is the 3 o'clock guy on 93.9. Okay. So he's had to talk about this basketball season three hours a day, five days a week. Can Poor you guy. imagine? Oh Poor God. guy. Well, football program, is there going to develop a good walk-on base? <laughs> it's my favorite thing. He even, what? He even got asked about it. Why? It's such a great walk-on Purdue, are you going to continue that tradition at Louisville? I love it. I love, I love the the idea that the, it's going to be the walk-on standard at Louisville that's going to elevate them to the top of the ACC. Now it worked at Purdue in the in the Big Ten West, but if you want to do what they're talking about doing at Louisville with Brom and double-digit wins and that kind of stuff, yeah. it's not going to be the walk-on. Yeah, I'd be I'd be more concerned about the four stars and the five stars than I would uh, yeah. be the walk-ons <laughs> I could get. That, that's for sure. You know, when I was when I was growing up, my dad always made a point of. You know, Nebraska would use walk-ons for special teams. Yes, right, and that yes. was like you know a big a big deal that way. And so I, I but frankly, since then, I, it's it's become much less of a thing. Um, you know, this preferred walk-on thing exists and whatever else, gray shirting, I guess. Um, but yeah, just not as not as prevalent. And so it was it was, of course, of course, it was a question of the press conference yesterday. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but they but you know they have so many options. I, I mean, especially with the transfer portal. You, know, you don't now, have to do that. Now, right I now. can understand if you're a kid in Louisville. All right, you play, you play, play football. Play at the sales or play, something. Yeah, yeah right, play yeah, high school right. here, and you've been a Louisville fan all your sure. life. And your options are to go uh, on scholarship to uh, Central Michigan. You know, and you say, no, I think I want to stay home and, you know, Dad and Mom got enough money to pay for my college education. You know, maybe they could get a decent player or two. But uh, if you're going to develop your program around walk-ons, then and I know that's <laughs> not, not always that, yeah, that, that's not what they're talking it was about. Still funny. But, yeah. but like a Baker loves those walk-ons. Tell you what, yeah. I um, you know why? Because Blankenbaker's been a walk-on his whole life. That's that's why he likes that position. <laughs> oh man, sorry, like uh, the. Uh, the you know but so mark will have that to talk about today uh as far as the recruiting did you see uk had ended up with a pretty darn good class actually yes yeah yeah so yeah. no effects uh, no ill effects of, of the past season which i think is it speaks to and you know bobby v talks about this on his show quite a bit where people are concerned with the three and 19 start for louisville that it would hurt recruiting right or something like that right that's not how guys think. They think no, no. they stink, so I can go get playing time. Right. right. I mean, right. Really, yeah. 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 We and we say it all the time. You know, if if they're out recruiting a kid and they have a legitimate shot, right. they haven't seen to have too too many good shots at people 
lately. I mean, you know, this past class, they couldn't even get guys to show up on campus. But, you know, they're, they're, how well the program is doing and the history of the program, I imagine that's on the second page of priorities that most of these young men have about where they want to go play basketball. And, you know, it used to be that that's why I, oh, I, I'm always interested. I'm going to host a, uh, a kind of a roundtable tonight with uh, Goose and uh, Kyle Macy and Rick Roby. They're coming out with a very expensive bottle of bourbon called. I'm excited to try. Called 1978. Well, I don't know if anybody's going to open a bottle if it costs 19, dollars. <laughs> I know I'm not. Uh, bourbon but, is meant to be drunk, not looked at. Let's go. Yeah, but but um, it's such a, a big decision. Now it it isn't as big as it used to be because now with the transfer portal if you make a mistake you know the next year you can be someplace else but you know back in the day when you had to sit out a year like kyle did when he when he transferred to kentucky you know that that's a huge decision where you decide to go to college and um you know probably for an 18 19 year old kid it's the biggest decision he's ever had to make in his life. Part of the part of that cultural shift too is a lot of the guys don't even stay at one high school anymore, right? If you're a best player, you go to an academy or you do something like that yeah. in basketball, especially, yeah. and it's starting to creep into football. And so for some of them, you know, there's there's no loyalty to that first place that they they, they go to, and it's why when Satterfield took the Cincinnati job, the the one thing I pointed out that could be really good about that job is the Ohio kids who leave. It doesn't work out where they go. They can land back at a place like Cincinnati in the transfer portal. Right. So right. it can kind of be a second chance spot for very high level talent that just doesn't work out at a Kentucky or a Georgia or a Tennessee or something like that. And so um, be interesting to do that as well. Uh, we are out here at Martini Italian Bistro. If you need a place to stop for lunch, Dan and I hanging out here on 680-1057. I wanted to give a shout. We just had a really nice moment in the break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and this is this is because of you. Well, it, sure, but it's, it's because um, of you. Cool moment. Fan of the show popped in. Name is Mark. Mark. Mark with his uh, with his son Brad and and he uh, he he just said hey I'm a big fan of the show always listening and he looked right at me and he said hey I wanted to tell you my son was was diagnosed with autism and I really appreciate you bringing that to the radio I'm getting emotional think about it but um uh no that's cool and what I said to Dan was you know with the resources now and what they're capable of doing that his three just turned three yep and they can they can do that now they can get those you know they, they call them interventions get those interventions in place now for him. It's not like when I was a kid going to school in the 80s where they just would take kids with, with, with differences. Special ed, they call yeah, it. Special, and then just yeah. put them in a different room. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. It's really cool. They've done a much better job with it. So, Mark, thanks, man, for popping in. I really appreciate it. And anyone else like that, man, text line, whatever, I'm happy to talk about it because it's been, it was, it was it's a, been a part cool, of my life. It, it was a cool moment, and I, I saw a, n- nothing running down your cheek. But there, were, <laughs> there was a little, little moisture in the well, eyes. And you know this, too. I mean, there's nothing like being a parent. There's nothing like it. Yep. It's it's an irreplaceable feeling yep. and, and, and whatever else. And, and, and so uh, I think it was George Carlin who said it's the last profession left to amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it, it is a bizarre thing because you really get you get one chance, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no going back. And, and you, you think about it all the time. It's the one thing that keeps me up at night is my kids, right? And, and that's about it. And, uh, and so, no, Mark, uh, shout to you, buddy. Thanks for popping in. And, uh, yeah. I, I feel great for them because his son's going to have such a great yeah, and, opportunity. And, and, and he had a U.K. shirt on, There you too. go. That's, that's true, too. There you can't, go. <laughs> can't, 
<laughs> can't go wrong wearing yeah. a UK shirt. So appreciate him uh, popping in and saying hi. So, um, did you see the story about about Camden Yards? Yeah, I'm a little interested in this because there's such a so something that's happened in the last ten years that you were part of here is Nashville grew up. Unbelievable, right? So they got the they got the the, the first thing they did they got the Predators like 22 years ago, something like that. And everyone kind of went, oh, what are they doing? Hockey in Nashville. It's harder to get a Predators ticket than it is a Titans ticket. And they play 40 home games. Yeah. 41, something like that. Yeah. They're talking to MLB now in Nashville. And if I live in Baltimore, I worry about that in a serious way. Now, this article goes on to talk about how the governor is working on, you know, like an arena district essentially around there. The problem for Baltimore, and I don't know the last time you were there. I do. Okay, it's it's the Inner Harbor and nothing else as far as where people hang out in that town when they're visiting, at least. I'm sure that there are other places I've been that, that my friends who know the area better have taken me to. But if they don't figure that out, people just assume baseball teams and other stuff is just going to be around forever. Yeah. They go away. No, I mean, no, they go away. Right. And so, right. careful and, what you wish for. Exactly. And as you just pointed out, I mean, <clears throat> not only is Nashville far superior to Baltimore as a city with the momentum and all the positive things they have going on there. I mean, they I, I'm guessing they could probably and Baltimore is not a very good team. Haven't been for a long, long time. But I'm guessing they could draw twice as many people to a baseball oh, game right. in Nashville than they can I think in, there's ba- no in doubt. Baltimore. And think about the national anthem every night. 80 games at home, 81 games or whatever. A different country singer for the national anthem every night, <laughs> and they would dominate. It'd be unbelievable. I mean, I think the sounds do really well, even the yeah. AAA team. So no, it wouldn't be surprising. And frankly, with what they're talking about with the Titan Stadium and redoing Nissan Field, they're willing to spend money. I mean, they just are, and they know that some of these these ventures are going to be money losers for maybe for a government or something like that. But they're willing to spend the money, knowing that the development of the city is. I mean, the trajectory is unbelievable. Yeah, the last time I was in Baltimore, Scott and I. Uh, went to the Preakness yep. uh, the year that Point Given oh, okay. won the Preakness. I can't, I don't remember what year that was. But the night before the Preakness, uh, we went to a baseball game at Camden Yards, and Camden Yards was fairly, fairly new at, yeah. at that point. It's cool and, and a nice state, a nice cool. stadium. Yep. Uh, but um, you know, like so many of these of these uh, Eastern and Great Lake cities, you know, it's it's going in the wrong direction. For a lot of reasons, so oh, that's right. uh, you know, I if, if I own the Baltimore Orioles, and I and there was a way to get to Nashville, I'd, you'd be I'd looking be, at it really hard, I'd right? Be, I'd be packing the moving vans I tonight. I hear you. I really would. I mean, we're we're going to the Preakness this year, and you can rent a house in Baltimore Preakness weekend that sleeps ten people for less than two hundred dollars. Two hundred? Yes. <laughs> I tell people, I have friends who are like, man, I want to have a big-time horse racing experience. I'm like, come to the Preakness with me. It's a, t- a tenth of the price of going to the Derby, and you could stay at my house for the Derby. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it, and it, it just so, I mean, like, Baltimore is just, no. I don't know. I, people just assume things can't go away. I always say this. Yeah. They, yeah. they just assume things can't go away. I mean, think about, you know, and you and I are both horse racing guys. You know, just the the trajectory of Kentucky racing for a long time before the historical machines and the upping of purses and those sorts of things, where, where Turfway was. Right, what Ellis was doing, right before Kentucky Downs, right? I mean, and and then even I mean, Churchill's got to be spending a hundred thousand dollars more on maiden special weights than they were ten years ago. Yeah, each race, each freaking race, Dan. 
I mean, they, <laughs> unbelievable. Speaking so, about, uh, there's a big hearing today as far Baffert, as this year, uh, years, this year's Kentucky Derby. Uh, does Baffert win? I think he does. Do you really? I think he does. I think he runs in the Derby this year. Uh, the more I read how it. Mu- how much you want to bet? <laughs> I got, today. I I got an extra 50 in my I'm pocket only, I'm here. I'm the only person who's lost money betting against Louisville this year in basketball. Uh, I want to be really clear with the listening audience. I was not betting on Georgia Tech last night. I was betting against Louisville. I want to be really clear about that. Oh, man. Oh. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. Kenny Payne took my money. How about that? <laughs> we should have invited Kenny out to, out to have lunch with us today. Where are you, Kenny? Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, okay. it's a, it's a private entity, Churchill Downs. I mean, if it was a it was public, uh, New York, uh, they you know, their ban. They, they they banned him for for a year. Right. That that ban just ran out, so he can run in New York now. Yeah. I'm not. I, I I don't know. I don't think you see. I don't think you see a Baffert horse in the Derby this year. Okay. And and that decision has to come up pretty quickly. I don't know the hearing is today. I don't know when the, right, the when, when the decision will come Well, they down. need it before the end of February because Exactly. That's, that's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. Kicks in for him and so. No, it'll be interesting and if you need someone to follow on that, I cannot recommend Ron Flatter at Ron Flatter from Horse Racing Nation more cuz he's been at all but one day of those hearings, and no one else has done that. Mm. Now everyone's swooping in. Yep. Um, or, uh, who did I hear this morning? Oh, John Bull said they were sending someone from Wave, and, and like <clears throat> those are those are Johnny Come Lately's follow Rod Flatter for that one because he's been doing it uh, the whole time. I'm just kidding, John. The, um, I, I heard John say, yeah. uh, you know, and and I'm not uh, I'm not going after somebody because they were wrong because God knows. I've been wrong more than anybody in the whole wide world, but I remember John. You're on a heater right now. I, 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 I want, <laughs> I, I, but I, I remember John saying on Diener's show that uh, they had looked at the rules, they had researched it, and that an injection, a, a yes, topical—that's right. uh, where I think was was, uh, was different. And uh, it, that, if if that's correct, then maybe he does have a shot. But that's I, where I think he could get in. But I don't know. I don't know that injecting a horse or rubbing something on him. Uh, now, Voight was very clear that they had done the research and there was a difference. Uh, I haven't seen that come to fruition yet. Uh, are you more of an injection or a topical guy now that you're in your 70s? Uh, neither. Oh, okay. All right. Neither. All right. I, take, I take a vitamin. <laughs> I take a, a small-dose aspirin. And I take a fish oil pill because mm. I promised my mother I always oh. would. Okay. She thought she thought fish oil in her later days. She thought fish oil was the fountain of youth, and so I take a fish oil pill. That's all I take. I w- I would love to know the over under on age when people start to think that fish oil is is good for them. Like when did she start? <laughs> thinking oh, that, do you probably think? about my age okay. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, That's yeah. a very in your 60s and 70s way of thinking. Yes. Yeah. So, but other than that, I don't inject or ingest. Or, <laughs> so you still take that pill because how long has your mom been gone? Uh, she was uh, 10 years. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Have you been taking it for a decade? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, she was my mom. She asked me to do something. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Marcus, do you have anything you want to say on live uh, live sports talk radio today? Marcus, our guy over here, he's the reason we're at uh, Martini. He'll he'll greet you at the door whenever you get here. <laughs> he's got the uh, he's got the haircut I should have. Yes. Yeah. Right. And yeah. me too. Yeah. Just, and, just and, clean and it off. Too. Just take it off. Oh man, it's little Louie hanging out with you. A couple more minutes. This has are. been a lot of fun. We got to do. We got to we'll do this. Oh, yeah, we got to we'll do, do this again. again. There this you has go. Been fun. Out at Martini Italian Bistro. Starting, Martini to, starting to fill up. It is starting to fill yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, they always have a nice lunch crowd. The um the thing I always encourage people they have a happy hour essentially every weekday. So check it out. Sometimes it's a wine special, sometimes it's a cocktail special, beer special, whatever it might be. Check those things out as well, because if you live out here, it's an easy spot to pop in, have a drink, maybe a yeah, time before of park, you get home. Plenty of parking. This is a very easy spot yeah, to get to. So. Yeah. All right. Well, any takeaways, Dan? What do you expect? Um, you know, Now that we're looking forward to Florida, and they beat Tennessee last night, right? Yeah. Is that game a little closer than we thought, maybe? Yeah, I'm starting to worry about my wager a little bit, because <laughs> Arkansas is playing much better than they were earlier in the year. I, I think um, what are the, the Cats have nine games left. They do. Uh, I'm starting to think that... Uh, uh, so I haven't, I haven't checked I the, win pre, you know, the win predictor. Still 72% Kentucky. Get him priced 52 bucks for, for Saturday. I, um, yeah, they're, they're just at the point where, especially with a Florida, they cannot lose it. No, yeah, it's just, it, no, it's not an option for them. There's, there's, uh, there's. Uh, I, I would say outside of Tennessee and at Arkansas, right. I don't think they can lose any of those games. I think especially to try to get that single digit seed that you think they can get, you got to win one of those two games as well. I mean, no questions asked. And then you got to go to the SEC tournament. Hopefully, you are, are. If you win those games, you're in that top four that we talked about in the standings yesterday. Right. You don't play a quad three, quad four team the first game. You get a quad two, quad one game right away in the tournament, win that one, and then see what happens um, in the SEC tournament. But and I, did, did Ben say that now uh, Auburn will – Yes. Uh, that, that'll be – A quad one. And, and the way they're playing, I mean, they got they got beat at West Virginia. And West they are Virginia. like everyone else in college basketball. Good luck predicting which team is going to show up yeah. when they show up. Yeah. I mean, it's good luck with that. And so they only play Auburn once, though, and that'll be at home. At, yeah. Which is, yeah. I think, very good for Kentucky, frankly. <laughs> Just, they don't, I mean, that's the kind of game especially. Yeah, that's another one they have to win. No question. They have to win that no one. No question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if they can get the season sweep of Tennessee, it would be, I mean, those would be two undoubtedly, it, it might be the best season sweep in the country. Yeah. Of any team. No. Right. Nope. I mean, yeah. you know, and so that that would at least stand out on the resume. Um, and as, the fact that they've got that big doofus that plays at center <laughs> that they can't put Oscar in the pick and roll. That Helps a little. Yeah. Yeah, a little helpful. Yeah. A little lack of pick and roll there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to have some lunch. Me too. Prime just texted me. She's waiting on a cab downtown, and so we may have to have lunch without her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sherry. <laughs> It'd probably be quicker if I went down and picked her up and brought her back. So, oh, this has been a lot of fun. We've had a good time out here at uh, Martini's Bistro in the paddock shop. Stop in, have lunch or dinner, or take advantage of that happy hour that Louis Louis was talking about. We'll be again, uh, be back again tomorrow in the studio, and uh, we hope that you will join us too. Let's go have a lunch, Louis. Have a great day, Have everybody. a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. 
It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.